0: Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Well, everybody's doing all right. Well, we're in this Advent season, and really, this is about leading us up, and this is what these Advent candles are to help us to do to put our focus into understanding what we're celebrating this Christmas. Yes, it's great to have the parties, yes, it's great to have the presents. It's great to get the house ready and decorated. But at the end of the day, those things should all be pointing us to the birth of Jesus Christ, which is the reason for the season, right? Well, I want to say a big thank you to so many of you who helped out with Family Promise this week. Um, We hosted three families in this church all week long and provided meals for them. Um, They stayed here overnight. Some of you stayed overnight with them. And um, it, was, it was amazing to see how the church came together. And I, I do want to say thank you, a big thank you to Jeremy and Carrie Friedis who head up that ministry for us at Grace Capital Church. And it's just been amazing. So I just want to give a round of applause for all of you guys who really loved on some families. These families are families who are in transition and they don't have housing. And so they're homeless families. And uh, there's a coalition of churches that open up their Uh, churches for them to, so they don't have to stay in their cars, they don't have to stay in the cold, but there's a a safe, dry, warm place that they can um, have their families there. So thank you so much. Well, before we get into today's message, I would love for you to just kind of like a take a deep breath in, ah, let it out. See, Christmas can be a little bit packed, it can be a little bit stressful, And it can kind of give us, work us up a little bit. So today, I'm glad that you're here. And I pray that you're going to receive something from Jesus, that he's going to speak to your hearts. But we first have to calm our minds, and we first have to be in a place to receive. So let's just take a few moments and pray and ask that our hearts and minds would be open. Lord Jesus, we just take this moment. We take a deep breath in and we let it out, and we allow ourselves to rest in your presence as we get into your word, Lord Jesus, and as you speak to us. Speak to our hearts, speak to our minds that we would be impacted in some way, Lord, that you would teach us what it is that you would want us to grow in this morning, in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're on this series called, Do You See What I See? And it's really a series of learning how to have a perspective. And many times it's uh, God's perspective on a situation. We're taking um, the uh, characters, the uh, historical account of what took place at Jesus' birth. And we're looking at how these different players in this account, these different people in this account, had to begin to see things from God's perspective. Do you see what I see? The first week we talked about Joseph, the, the really stepfather of Jesus, and we then talked about Mary last week, and today we're going to be talking about Mary's parents. Now, interestingly enough, we don't read much of anything of Mary's parents in the Bible, but there are historical texts that um, tell us about Mary's parents, But the topic for today is really understanding um, how to parent our kids for their purpose. How to parent our kids for their purpose. Now, I want to kind of give a disclaimer here because we have a mixed crowd. Some of you are uh, retired and it's like, I'm thankful I don't have kids in the house anymore. Some of you are young who don't have kids and like you're not parenting yet. And some of you are in the midst of it. I want to help you understand that this parenting message... Really, we're talking about, yes, parenting your physical kids, but I'm also talking about parenting your spiritual kids. That those of us who maybe have already gone through the, the child-raising years that, uh, well, I'm still in it, but, but we also have the opportunity to um, have spiritual influence, to be spiritual parents. Now, and I'm also speaking to some of you who are like, I'm in high school. This, this is not going to speak to me, but I, I would encourage you to also look at guess what? You're investing in even people younger than you, but then you also might need a spiritual mom and dad or your mom and dad to do these things that I'm going to share about. Well, let me just talk about some parenting styles for a minute before I get into um, looking at Mary's parents. Do you know there's a couple of different parenting styles out there? You, You maybe have heard this about the helicopter parent, right? You know about the helicopter parent? They just hover around their kids' lives all the time. They never let their kids get too far away from them because they got to just make sure they're safe, protected. Everybody's looking looking after for those kiddos, right? Well, there's the other kind of um, parenting, and maybe you fall into this category as well, or maybe there's the free-range parenting, right? It's like let the kids go and explore. Let there just be natural consequences for, go ahead, go check it out, kids, and and very hands-off. Or did you hear about this new parenting style? It is a new one that's coming out, and it's called the lawn mowing parenting. I'll tell you what that one is. It's like the parents will go through and make sure they cut down any obstacle that's in your kid's way so your kids can succeed, right? Lawn mower. Cut it down before your kids have to experience any pain or experience any hardship. You know the kind of parent you are, right? You do your kid's homework for them because, after all, you can't have them get a bad grade. Well, see, parenting, there is kind of, we have this mindset, we're either going to protect or provide, and we kind of, a lot of times we get that kind of intuitively, instinctively. We want to protect our kids from the harsh environments of the world, and we want to provide for them, right? So we put them in sports, we put them into dance classes, we give them experiences, and we protect them from running out in the street or, you know, putting on some blockers on the internet, so protect their eyes from potential harm. But I wonder if, so we're so intentional in protecting and providing, but I wonder if we are really intentional about one other thing, that we're preparing them for their God-given purpose. You see, are we preparing our kids for God's purposes beyond preparing them for life? And really that's what I'm going to be talking about today. We're very intentional with different aspects of their life, but is there a level of intentionality on preparing them for God's purpose? Now remember the filter of what you're receiving this is if you're a grandparent, you got grandbabies, and you got also spiritual kids you can be investing in. You see, I believe as parents we should have a vision for our kids' lives. And my question is, do we? Have we thought beyond just getting through the day? Have we thought beyond just providing a meal for them? Have we thought beyond just making sure they're in all these kinds of activities, sports and dance and giving them life experiences? You see, because we've got to go one step further, because in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says this, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. So if Jeremiah is prophetically speaking this, and a lot of us know these, this verse, right? If you've been in the church for any some time. But if it says, I know the plans I have for you, that means that God has a plan for every single person sitting in this room. He has a plan for every human being, actually. And so you have to ask yourselves this question, if God has a plan, then what is my role as a parent, spiritual parent or physical parent, to help my kids be ready, prepared for the purposes of God? Dr. Janice Kraus of the Beverly Leahy Institute explains this. The relationship that parents establish with their children determines, uh, to a very large extent, their outcomes. If we as parents don't feed their souls, they will seek to fulfill that emptiness with drugs, alcohol, sex, or they will turn to dozens of other ways teens mess up their lives by seeking a parental or a faith substitute. What... Dr. Janice was talking about, it says, just even having your kids go to church is not enough because the parent has a role in their child's life that's so influential. now, I'm not talking about today, and especially as we talk about Mary's parents, that we're just to try to avoid them from messing up in life. I, I think all parents would be agree that we don't want our kids to make major mistakes in life that's going to bring pain and hurt for them. But... Again, that's the protective side. But are we preparing them for God's purpose? I believe Mary's parents did. (laughs) Now, I am going to tell you about a historical book that we find about Mary's parents. It's known as the Infancy Gospel of James. It was written at 145 AD, so 145 years after Jesus was born. We have this book written by, well, it's accounted for, written by James, the brother of Jesus, but some would say that these were actually recounts of James's stories that he's told, and somebody else penned them. The Gospel of James, or the Infancy Gospel of James. It is not the James that is in your Bible. It is a separate book. But here it goes on to the story, and it's fascinating. I'm not going to go into great detail today. But we do know that historically, Mary's parents were named Joachim and Anne. Joachim was the dad, and Anne was the mom. They were virtuous, but they were also childless. Interesting about them. The the account goes that they gave two-thirds of their resources to the temple and to the poor. Imagine that, two-thirds. Here, we, we give 10%, right? We give a tenth of what we take and give it to the Lord. But here they're like, no, we're generous. We're going to go above that. They gave two-thirds of their money to the temple and to the poor. The interesting thing though is Joachim, who was from a priestly family and being he was probably sterile or they didn't know who was responsible for not having kids. Back then it looked like they didn't have the blessing of God in their life and therefore his sacrifice was not acceptable. Imagine that back time. If you had some ailment with you that it was viewed that somehow something was wrong in your life spiritually. So because his his sacrifice was not acceptable. He felt rejected. He went to the wilderness where the shepherds were, and there he encountered an angel who told him that they would have he would have a daughter who would be favored by God. Now, Anne, at the same time, she was back at home, also had an angelic visitation and and said that you would be she would have a, a daughter. And a lot of historical accounts, you'll see pictures of this. You'll see Joachim and Anne coming and to this gate in Jerusalem, this golden gate, and there they kiss, and this is the big um, picture that they would have of just saying, this is when these two found out that God had a plan for their life. Now, the interesting thing about this, that, that they realized that, that God gave them a child that would be a favored one, that they realized that God had a plan for this birth. Now, at the age so Mary was born, interestingly enough, they said, Joachim and Anne, like all of us as parents, when we dedicate our children to the Lord, we come to to this place and say, okay, we are dedicating our kids, in other words, we're consecrating them for for the Lord's work, and it's our job as parents to raise them up they did the same thing in essence, saying, Lord, if you give us this gift of this child, we give her back to you. Joachim and Anne, when their daughter was three years old, gave Mary to the temple. So the story goes, they dropped Mary off at the temple steps and they said, here she is. She's of the service of the temple. Now remember, this was like service of a godly temple. This is not like temple bad, gone bad, right? We know some stories like that. But it was like she was a virgin, remember, that Mary was. And so here it is, by the way, I'm not advocating that all of a sudden you start dropping your kids off at the church. (laughs) And you raise them, you're consecrating them before the Lord. Uh, No, they're your responsibility. Because we have a part to play. But remember, research has said that that the most influential people in your child's, child's life is still the parent. So my question is, what are we doing to prepare them for God's purposes? There's another great verse here. We probably know it. In Proverbs 22, it says this. Train up a child in the way they should go. Train up a child in the way they should go. Proverbs 22, verse 6. Really, what this means is how do, we, how do we train our kids? There has to be some intentionality of training them. Joachim and Anne, they felt like Mary's purpose was she was designed for something of greatness, but they gave her back to the Lord, and that was their response of helping her get trained. So yes, being a part of a church is important, But I'm going to put the responsibility a little bit on the parents at this point. Now, remember, spiritual parents, I'm talking about spiritual parents and physical parents. Train up a child in the way they should go. Training requires some intentionality. Training requires some some thought of saying, okay, this is where they are today. How do we get them over here tomorrow? I want to advocate that actually training is this. Parenting is pastoring parenting is pastoring. Now, you're going to leave here today realizing that each one of you are a pastor. Each one of you. So, I know some of you are getting a little squirmy right now, thinking like, oh, I'm a pastor? Look over to the person that you know beside you and call them pastor so-and-so. Give them their name. Tell them. There you go. I love... I I heard pastor so-and-so. No, you use your real name, pastor. All right, I just woke somebody up right there. That was good. There's like, how come I was in a nice dreamy place and they called me pastor so-and-so. What's this dream? It's not a dream, it's a reality. Parenting is pastoring. And, And because parenting is pastoring and we need to train up our children the way they should go, all of our children... Not just the children in her youth ministry, in her kids' ministry, or the kids in her home, but we need to be looking around this next generation and saying it is our responsibility to pastor this next generation. But we need to train with purpose according to the potential of their calling. I really feel like that it's on Sundays you come and you get this message and it's like, good, I I enjoyed it, I got something out of it, but then nothing ever happens with it. And I want today for you to understand, if you just write one thing down, if you just remember one thing is that parenting is pastoring and we need to parent this next generation, that means we have to have a level of intentionality. We need to train with purpose according to their potential of their calling. You see, each one of our kids of this next generation has a call of God on their lives, and who's going to be the one that helps prepare them, like Mary, to fulfill the promises that God has placed in that individual? Mary, who would be birthing the Savior into this world that we celebrate at Christmas time that Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. And yet, in each one of our kids, our grandkids, the kids of this generation, God has a plan for them and a purpose for them, but we need to pastor them to see that calling come to fruition. We have to be intentional. I'm gonna give you three ways as we close to know how it is that we're going to do this. We're going to, number one, we're gonna lead with love. I wanna encourage you, to look up 1 Corinthians 13. If you're writing this down, 1 Corinthians 13 is the love chapter 4 through 7. But I want you to read that in the message. That's your homework. You're gonna leave here. I'll tell you, even if it's not necessarily for parenting purposes, it's the way that we should treat each other. Because if we don't start with love, then we've missed the point. Number one, leave with love, number two, model with grace. Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ in 1 Corinthians. He says this, 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1. Follow me as I follow Christ. Can I tell you what? Our kids are looking at our lives. Do you want them to do what we do? Or do you like that saying that the old, don't do as I say, do as I do, right? Parenting old style. Oh, yes, there we go. Do as I say, don't do as I do. You got it. All right, thank you so much. You know, that gives me a good example about parenting. When you mess up, parents, apologize. We're not perfect, but that's how we lead with humility. Model with grace. Lead with love, model with grace. Number three, parent with purpose. Parent with purpose. Purpose. Are you allowing the video games to raise your kids? Are you allowing the media to raise your kids? Are you allowing the culture to raise your kids? Or are you parenting with purpose to say, you know what, guys, we're we're going to at least have one family meal together where we're going to sit down and we're also going to crack open the Bible around the kitchen table. We're going to actually establish a family prayer time. Because if I'm parent, if I'm pastoring my kids, which parenting is pastoring and then I need to be intentional with that. You need to determine today what it is that you're going to do that's going to invest in your kids' lives that they're going to be able to receive the call of God on their life. I love this. Stephen Covey says this. He has this great book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He has this one of these, begin with the end in mind. Begin with the end in mind which means this that you have to see like guess what I need my child or my spiritual kid to be able to hear the voice of God that's one thing if they're going to walk in God's ways that's what Mary did she had an angelic visitation and she said okay I don't get it but if this is what you want to do how did she get there probably she had parents that prepared her through the temple to get there Begin with the end in mind. If you say, I want my kids to have a rudder, I want them to have a foundation. Well, guess what? The rudder and the foundation of life is found right here. How often are you opening up this Bible with your family, with your kids? Are you teaching them how to read God's word, how to apply it to your life? But I have to say, it starts with us my question for you is who's influencing the influencer how much time are we spiritual moms and dads physical moms and dads are we in God's word because you know we can't give what we don't have we can't give what we don't have if you have love you can give it if you don't have it you don't have it to give don't have a relationship with the Lord, how are you expecting to model with your kids and teach them how to have a relationship with the Lord? Parenting is pastoring. This Christmas season, this Advent season, I want us to allow our hearts to be stirred, to allow ourselves to be challenged a little bit, You're going to leave here to say, you know what? Okay, I'm retired or I don't have kids in the house anymore. I'm going to be a spiritual parent. If you're still raising your kids, you're going to leave here saying, you know what? I'm going to train my kids, which means I'm going to set some things together that are very intentional to help train them. The ways of the Lord to prepare them for their purpose. If you're a young person here, you might say, oh, I don't really couldn't really get anything out of this message because it's about parenting. I'm not a parent, but I want to say, would you allow your parent to parent you? As they're trying to say, hey guys, we're gonna sit down and do a Bible reading together. Young people, that's not your time to go, oh really, mom? Dad, come on! Well, I don't know if you can say it that way, but. Or, hey guys, we're going to have a meal together. Well, we've never had a meal together. Why are we doing it now? Because your mom and dad so love you. They want to prepare you for your purpose. And so when they ask to do that, just say, understand this, they love you so much, they want to do that. All right, young people, I'm counting on you. I know there's some young ears in here. All right, Mom and Dad, I'm counting on you. Spiritual parents, I'm counting on you. There's a miracle waiting to be birthed in so many people's lives. It just needs to be flushed out. And our job is to help prepare them to allow the miracle of God to be birthed through their lives. Let's pray. Lord Jesus. In our hearts are called to prepare this next generation to walk firmly and faithfully with you, Lord Jesus. That we would have trained them to know your voice, Lord. That we have trained them to know your word. Lord, let us be intentional. Father, I also pray for our young generation that's sitting here in this room that they would they would have heart to desire you Lord Jesus that they would understand that you have a plan for their life you have a purpose for their life that they're not just here by accident that God you have you're highly intentional with every person that has been born Jesus, I pray that you would help us to also be children of you, that you would continue to parent us, that we would have a humble heart to be parented by you, Holy Spirit, our Father in heaven, that for us we would continue to be learners of your ways, Lord Jesus, that we would not be rebellious to your ways, Lord, that we would come under submission to your ways. Well, every head is bowed, eyes are closed. I'm wondering if there's somebody here today that, you know, I just came to church. I've been in church a few times. Maybe I haven't been in church for a long time, but something brought you back here today. I believe it's the Lord who's calling you and he wants to have a relationship with you. And, and today's your day to say, Jesus, here I am. I want to be in a relationship with you. If you'd like to have a relationship with the Lord, with Jesus, that you want him not only as your Lord, but your Savior and your, he would come and then connect you to the Father who desperately loves you. If you'd like to know this Jesus, I'd like to pray with you a simple prayer while everybody's eyes are closed and the head is bowed. Would you slip up your hand if that's you saying I'd like to receive Jesus today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? I want to make sure you I see your hand. So look at me, keep your hand up until thank you. I see your hand back there. Thank you. Thank you. I see your hand right there. You can put it down. Yes, thank you. Thank you. All around this room. Lord Jesus, I'm thankful for those people who say yes to you. And for all of us, it's a good reminder that we would just all pray this together, but specifically for those who raised your hand, Lord Jesus, I want you in my life. I want you the Lord of my life, which means I make you the priority of my life. Lord, I'm so sorry for trying to live life on my own, doing my own thing. I'm sorry for all my mistakes, Lord Jesus, and I repent. I choose to turn the other way. I choose to no longer live for myself. I choose to live for you, Lord Jesus, following your way. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you did on the cross for me, that you took my sin on the cross, that you gave me freedom and life, took away my guilt, my shame. Lord Jesus, but then you just didn't die. You rose again three days later to show us that you truly are who you say you are. I want to live for you, Lord Jesus. Help us to live for you, Lord Jesus. Every moment, every day, from this day forward, everybody said, amen, amen. For those, yes, give a big hand for those who accepted Christ. Thank you. I would ask if you said that prayer today, if you wouldn't mind just filling your name on a card. There's a card in front, back, pockets there, and turn it into the info hub on the way out because we want to follow up with you and give you next steps to your journey. Also wanted to let you know this Friday, remember, is our community Christmas event. We want you to invite family and friends to be a part of that. This Friday, 6:30. It's gonna be fun. I want to remind you we have a life group leaders meeting. That's going to be in the prayer center um, also. We'll be meeting at 1130. So thank you so much for being here. So excited that you're saying yes to Jesus. Keep journeying on it. Remember, parenting is pastoring. All of you guys, be pastors this week. Love you. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com.